Hey there, welcome to Bound Together. We are two friends and two self-published authors who took different paths in life but kept in touch and kept on writing. My name is Sarah Gray and I chose a corporate career while Laura Catherine went full-on family. This is all about how we approach writing in our two different worlds, the struggles, the positives, and how we keep the writing claims alive. Hello, Sarah. <clears throat> Hello. How are you? How are you? I'm good. Oh, I asked you first. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how we do things here <laughs> i'm assuming we're both good because we're laughing <laughs> and we're here so and we're here know. the best place to be on the bound together yep. podcast everyone knows that this podcast <laughs> number one nowhere <laughs> number one in our hearts yeah <laughs> always <laughs> so sarah this week we yeah. are talking about something that i am very excited to talk about and that is video games in particular writing for video games now this was something that was asked of me in my gaming community so I'm part of a gaming community for back pocket which is an Australian uh streaming group of people who talk about games they're amazing you should follow them and uh some of the people on that community were asking me about writing for games who listen to our podcast. So I thought that we would do an episode about it. Yay! Yay! I don't know what <laughs> so, I'm saying. I'm just copying you. <laughs> so I'm a big gamer. Do you play games? And if so, what yeah, kind of, of games do, do you play? I play games. Um, I don't play the same games as you, I don't think. I'm probably more of a uh, maybe a more cosy gamer, but not really. This So... <laughs> A cozy so game. I don't. I I played Tomb Raider with a friend on like one of the first PlayStations when they came out, and there was a scene where you go down the zipline, and well, she goes down the zipline. I did not. And then there's a giant T Rex down there, and you're being chased around. And I clearly remember that, and I was terrified. And so I don't play those games because <laughs> I can't do like the tension, the jumps. Like oh. I just can't do that. But I will gladly watch other people do it because I think there's some fantastic. Um, stories and games out there but the games that I play are like Pokemon nice and safe Pokemon is the best um yeah uh, best story ever oh my god I love Pokemon um <laughs> but I play like The Sims um what else do I play I mean you have a switch whatever's on Nintendo yeah just as long as it's like I play like Civil- Civilization 6 like simul. I play a lot of simulator games yeah because that's my vibe um but Pokemon Snap is my favorite game ever the original one from the um Nintendo 64 which I still have see I really like the Nintendo because it's really good for like people who don't like scary games (laughs) (laughs) I am big into RPGs um yeah I have the best stories that's true they do have the best stories probably I like a lot of indie stuff like a lot of little indie games um, I like watching horror games. I do not like playing yes. them with the exception of a couple that are multiplayer that Lyle and I play together. But most of the time I will watch other streamers play horror games because I like I like to be scared, but it's it's a whole different feeling when you're the one controlling the character who is getting scared. Yeah. I Just listening to you say that, I was like, should we start a horror gaming thing where we <laughs> play the games and stream it? Because that would be incredibly funny 
That's but yeah, right. authors, podcasters, next streaming. <laughs> we'll just do everything. Let's not get too ambitious, honestly. <laughs> um, okay, we- cool. So, in, do you, wait, do you play any other games? I've seen you play loads of games. I play lots of games. I just started. I've seen you well, play Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that's, I went, yeah. I like action adventure games, all with like Uncharted. I've tried, played Tomb Raider, Uncharted, all those Have kind of. Have you played of Last of Us? God of War. Yes, I have played Last of Us. I've watched Last of Us. I've watched somebody else play it all the way through because that has a cracker <laughs> story, honestly. <laughs> Have you played one called A Plague Tale? Because I was watching someone play that. I haven't like... played it. I have seen, have you seen some it? of it played. And a new one came out recently. Played Plague Tale. Oh, Rick been like chased by rats. Yeah. Chased by rats. <laughs> and like, it's just crazy. I couldn't play that. But I'll watch other people play it. <laughs> so we're both, again, opposites in, in everything in life. <laughs> <laughs> I would also play um, F1 Manager as well. Um, so basically anywhere person. where I can't die. <laughs> <laughs> we play Mario Kart. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I play Mario Kart. Sure. So have you ever considered writing four games as a professional? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I would say outright no. But then I did a little bit of research and then I was like, oh, that sounds fun. It's something you? I've always I guess I've passingly thought about it in a way that's like I play games and be like oh it'd be really cool to write for games but never actually done anything to research how I would get into that kind of thing yeah I know there are courses for it there were not courses when we did courses back in the day but yeah but like stuff on computers and online and technology is such a big thing now that there are yeah a lot of courses that you can do to get into game development and writing for games yeah what it sounds really interesting it does um so you obviously brought up this topic and I was like oh I'm gonna have to go do some research because uh, I don't have a gaming community um (laughs) but um I did a little bit of research into this role of video game writer so this is a job that you can have Laura video game writer so this is a person that um, develops the video game story the script I think it's quite closely linked with script writing yeah doing character descriptions the tutorials all of the players actions in the gameplay so this writer role is working alongside a bunch of other people collectively Um, so you've got the programmer the game designer the game developer, the level designer. I never knew there were so many people involved <laughs> in this to create the story and the right look and feel of the game. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that came out is that um, unlike cinematic script writers, so for TV and cinema, um, who tend to do it alone or in a very small group, mm-hmm. um, the video game stuff is done as a, big collaborative process so everybody's kind of working on it at the same time yeah that's what I got from the research I did and I feel like that is why I maybe would not like it because from what I read 
a lot of game writers are very <laughs> restricted in what they can do because they are being told yeah. by everyone else. I think maybe particularly in like, like what's big, possible. Yeah. Yeah. Big game companies, maybe where they want, like maybe it, it would depend on the game, but I guess like if, um, I guess a mechanic is kind of like the, the, the main thing they want in the game, the story might be a secondary thing and then it, therefore they might not put as much effort into it. I think maybe mm. if it were, a smaller like indie developer when you have a small team and it's like focused on the story you get a little bit more control I think you just I wouldn't have any control over the story it'd be kind of been told like okay these are the game mechanics these are the characters you have to kind of make this into something that works with our game potentially yeah yeah that's a good point actually because I think there's a couple of big um I don't know what they're called engines that some of the top like rpg games run on they run on the same kind of engine and obviously the top game makers are going to own those and not gonna like share that just with anybody so they're going to kind of have that for themselves um and because they've got all that extra stuff they don't need to rely on yeah a story as much as the the old indies do um one cool thing that i thought you would like oh and i was also going to say what if that role is more for pantsers because you can't plan the whole thing out you have to (laughs) wait till everybody's on the same page because you like obviously with a script you write that before you start the The like filming whereas it feels like um i mean in games you can go like level by level i suppose yeah i don't know that kind of makes sense. I think that's why yeah. I would hate it because I, I, yeah, I'm also and that, a bit of a control I was like, freak. oh, I would love this. I'm a control freak, so I'd be like, people would be like, oh, we need to change this bit, and I'd be like, no, you change yeah. your bit. <laughs> um, I thought you might like this part, though. Um, oh. oh. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say there's a part where um, – where you get to watch where you get to essentially play the game okay like the way that they um like spell check and stuff like that and edit is by playing through the game (laughs) I thought that was funny um so the other things that I got um is that for this role there's kind of like four parts that they go through so number one is the conception so with the working on um with the design team on genre and structure and researching how much narration is actually going to be needed for each for the specific game so that they can obviously tell how much time they need to spend on it and how much money they're going to spend on it Um, the second one is in pre-production so that's when the game is coming together and You'll be writing the character backgrounds, the storylines, the level overviews, and starting to create the flow chart of possible actions and storylines. You know yep. how you can have choices and off they go, a little bit yep. like a choose-your-own-adventure yep. book, but way more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> um, the third one was production, so that's actually writing the dialogue for the cutscenes and any text that comes up. Yeah. Um, Games and it also been. says... At that point, that's where they start working with the director and the voice actors. Hmm. So you've got kind of like, I suppose, a foot in both worlds with the developers and programmers, and then you've also got like real actors and directors doing this other part of it. Yeah. Writing 
something that had choices in it would be so difficult, especially games that have like maybe multiple endings and things like that. Yeah. Be, be like writing the same story over and over with all these different outcomes and stuff. And you have to. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how many different outcomes um, like the big games have. There must be like, like four or five or six different Depends endings the you game. have I would, oh. as the end thing. And then there'd be different levels where you get knocked out and. If someone listening knows, like, a game that has, like, 10 plus endings or something. (laughs) Knows more than us. Yeah. (laughs) Please, like, (laughs) contact me on Instagram. (laughs) Tell me all about it. I think, like, like, I guess what constitutes as ending, but did you ever play or know of Stanley Parable? No. So it's a game where you're, help like, you there. you're in an office and it's got a little voiceover talking to you being like, Stanley was at his office. And then you walk around and as you do things, the voiceover interacts with like what you're doing. So he's like, the voiceover would be like, Stanley went out the door. And then you like stand there and he's like, Stanley went out the door, like commenting on you not <laughs> doing the thing. So that game has a, cool. lo- a lot of endings and like endings you have to go through, I guess, to like learn more information about the story. And then you go back to the start and you play it through a different way to like get a different ending to learn more about what's going yeah. on. Yeah. It'd be a huge really cool. flowchart. But then that's why they charge a lot of money for it. And yeah. it's a Especially business, if you're so they would a do lot. it. I think it would be a lot of yeah. rewriting and changing, which would drive me crazy. Like you think it's perfect and then, then someone makes a decision where it's like, Oh no, we're scrapping this this whole section. This whole quest line is going, and we're going to go write something else. Surely they wouldn't do that, right? I, I don't know. They do. Oh, this is where the so the fourth section is post production. This is where you, as the writer, get to play through to proofread all of the text, and then make any changes to it, and then make any final changes. I thought you'd like that. Um, That's cool. I couldn't do it because I can't play the games. I'd need someone else to be there so I could, like, I'd be too yeah. scared, but so I could read. What if read I wrote a long. horror game and then I had to play it and I'd be, like, sitting there being like, nope, just tell me when the text comes up. <laughs> yeah. Although I suppose when you're going for the job, maybe you'd be like, hey, this is not um, this is not the game for me. This is not the job for me. So I'm going to go. I think you would be taking work on a game where we just ride horses for a while or something <laughs> when nothing happens or, like, a farming game or something. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so I that's my research. I don't think it's for me. But um, it sounds yeah, really so I, interesting. I could do it, but I'd be scared of playing the games, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, but basically to become a video game writer, um, you kind of need, it said, it being the internet, Um <laughs> I'm not telling you my source, um, <laughs> that you kind of want a background or like a degree in script writing or creative writing. And I noticed that script writing comes up a lot um, yeah. in it. I'm so sh- definitely I, do your script writing courses. Yeah, I'm sure in script writing courses there's probably a section that's literally just like video game writing at this point. Yeah, probably. But I think script writing is so different as well, isn't it? Because you really need to, um, you just can't say as much. I remember I doing like a script that. writing course. I'm terrible at prose. And they're like, you, gotta, you can't easily. direct all of these things. You're like, just you just have, just you have, that's what the director is for and that's what the producers for. And I'm like, no. It's just dialogue um, yeah. with screen direction. It's great. 
yeah like vague emotions and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. like so this is where you can use the 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 lee words you can be like angrily because that you gotta have the tone in there yeah yeah just completely different but i said um <laughs> i said well maybe a degree but i think you can also get very far in your life if you don't have a degree so don't yes. think you need university to do it that's um, true. if you can get experience go for it i mean i think you can really get you can still get quite far without a degree. <laughs> I have. There, you, um, yeah, you can do any most things like through other channels. We can't become a doctor. <laughs> I said so most you can't things. do most things. <laughs> you can't just do engineering off the back of nothing. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then it was kind of like you need a writing portfolio to prove or to show like your style. Yep. And stuff like that. And then just networking with um people to get an in which you won't be doing because you don't want to do this um, i imagine it's i could do probably this. a very hard thing to do in australia because we don't have a lot of big game companies or most of our game companies are very small indie kind of ones well i mean you could yeah. get a job there start your own game company I, bet, do writing. I wonder if it's changed with the whole work from home situation after covid so everybody can basically work from home except if you're a doctor or an engineer you can't do those things that's true i guess as being video games are such a uh, a digital thing that like yeah you surely work, you could you could work surely for a company could. that's in another country because you just have to email them your script and they'll email you back being like make yeah. these changes do this thing you don't necessarily need to be there in the same place you can do yeah video chats to talk about things i'm sure that happened a lot during covid for game companies when they had to like close down studios and stuff because people couldn't go in yeah a lot of games just stopped getting made also because of that yeah um do you want to know something interesting always (laughs) so i looked up the list of best-selling video games um and basically Minecraft and Tetris are at the top. <laughs> they don't even have a story. Like, wait, does Minecraft have a story? I've never played it. Is it just there sandbox? There are other Minecraft games that have story, I guess. I guess it has story in a way that it's like you're, you're, you have a goal of like building a portal to the nether realm, nether, I think, to go fight a giant monster. I haven't. Sorry, where are we going? <laughs> the, you build a portal to what is like the underworld, I guess, hell and get some things and then you build a portal to fight a giant boss i haven't like i played minecraft but not like got that far yeah i just like the building aspect of it it's super popular it's the yeah super popular and then you game everyone can play it's a sandbox game that you can do anything with no matter what age you are yeah and and like the top story ones are like red dead redemption 2 to be specific Yep, good story. The Witcher 3, to be specific. Witcher 3 is my all-time favorite game. Is it? Is it good? It is so good. The story is is amazing. Because I can't play it. (laughs) Do you watch the show? I've watched the first season. Sarah, it's so good. (laughs) So good. It's okay. Yes, Witcher has an absolutely amazing story and side quests and oh, everything about it is amazing. It's so good. Yeah. 
Um, and then Pokemon comes in. Um, Skyrim. Okay. I've heard you talk Wait. about that. Zelda. Yep. Breath of the Wild. Zelda. The Walking Dead. Have you ever played The Walking Dead? Where it's the actual like, it's uh, just choices it- and story yeah. decisions. Yeah, Telltale's Walking Dead. I haven't played it. I've seen a little bit of it played, but also all the Telltale games have really, really good stories because that's literally what it is. It's just a, a story that you're making choices in and your choices affect how With just really see nice you. graphics. Like, Yeah, your choices affect how people see you and therefore react to you because it's the kind of game that's like, this person will remember what you said if you like, yeah. make them angry and stuff. And those choices affect whether you live or die in the case of The Walking Dead. Yeah, I'm surprised that Assassin's Creed isn't on this list at all. There's stuff that I, and to be fair, this is a Wikipedia list. Um, <laughs> so is my source good? I don't know. Um, but stuff like super popular Nintendogs on Nintendo DS. Do you remember that? There's no story to that. I had Nintendogs. Oh. Mario Kart features a lot. But, yeah, I looked at that list and I thought, oh, that's pretty interesting. I basically went to go see what the storylines the storylines were Mario is also um very popular on the story list or just in general Mario doesn't have a story besides I mean it has a story it's yes it does <laughs> but you know what all of those characters are for right like yeah. you know what Princess Peach is for and what Bowser does and Mario and Luigi yes. like they like even though it seems like they're just running through levels there's definitely a story to it do you think that all games need a story to work. Hey, so I bet even like to be fair, even like Tetris and Pac-Man, like have a bit of a backstory. I guess like, Pac-Man they've got, they've got like, more to them, right? Yeah. So I feel like I suppose games like um what about like Candy Crush? You just know what you're doing. There's no reason for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not everything. So you can get away with not having a story if you've got one of those, like, basic puzzle um, games. Yeah. And they're obviously popular. Yeah. But, I mean, I like looking at some of those games, even like The Sims where you essentially create your own story. Yep. Sims Some has of them are lore. just so interesting. Sims has lore. Oh, yeah. I went, I went to PAX this year and Lyle and the I whole, went to a um, – The whole goth family thing? Yes, have Where a talk did she go? about, yeah, the whole, like, lore is based around Bella Goth and, like, yeah. she, there's, like, a game where she got kidnapped by aliens and there's, like, yeah. alternate versions of her so that indicates that there's, like, two, two or three Sims universes, like, parallel universes. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. There's- yeah, and I guess that kind of adds layers to it, doesn't it? Yes, it makes it more interesting. And because you want to find all those Easter eggs because there's always Easter eggs in everything. And I suppose you kind of Easter eggs without um, a good story in there. Yes. And not all stories are done with, like, words and dialogue. Two examples are Journey. Journey is a game that is you are a little cloaked person in a red cloak and you are walking through the desert and or you can see there's no dialogue in the game at all. You literally see a mountain light in the distance and you start walking towards it. And as you're like mm. trying to get there, you like you discover the whole story in the world through like 
pictures on the walls or the environment around you you see like monsters that are trying to attack you or little things that are trying to help you you at, at one point you're like meet another person which is another player and you can't talk to each other except for making little dinging sounds at each other and you just like travel oh, cool. the, traveling to this light yeah see that sounds amazing but there's yeah. a whole story and lore there and it's just told through images and music and the environment yeah and another example of that is oh my god I forgot unpacking did you play unpacking I told you to play unpacking. no but you recommended it to me so Unpacking um, is a indie game made by Aussie developers and it is literally a game where you're going through this person's life and each level is like a, they're a child and they've just moved into their first, into a new house. So you're unpacking all of their boxes and there's, and the way the story is told is just through the items that you're unpacking. You can see the kind of person this is by like, they like books and they've got these, they like video games because they've got consoles and they're into like anime and manga and stuff and you follow this person as they're growing up and like moving out to go to university and moving into a share house and then like getting their first boyfriend and then moving in with them and it like becomes like you know a, I don't want to spoil games the game for you for anyone who wants to play it do not spoil really it <laughs> that you just follow like this person's life up to like you know meeting someone and moving in with them and having kids and you could just it's such a beautiful story. So you don't story. control the game at all? All you control is like unpacking their boxes. You click on a box, you're taking out items and you're just placing them wherever you want. In the, it's just organizing their room however you want to organize it. Some items have to go in certain places to like make sense, yes. but you're just unpacking their room. And as you're unpacking the room, you're just learning about their life and it's still telling you a story of how their life is going. Like, yeah. Is it going well? See, is it going badly? What they're interested in? Like, like I was going through levels and I've just like, you get to the next level. I'm like, oh my God, they did this. Or like, this happened to them because I can tell from like where they've moved to and what I'm unpacking now that's changed from the last time they were unpacking yeah. the previous yeah. thing. And it was, be- it literally made me cry. It was just. Yeah. So you told sweet. me that. Yeah. <laughs> See, when I listen to you say that, it just sounds like an interactive novel. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, yeah. it's a game, but it's also just like, yeah, just like a novel in another form. So beautiful. And then you got like the really big games like Witcher and then like Mass Effect, which has got huge. Oh, don't know that one. Sorry. <laughs> it's like <laughs> space shooting monsters, but lots of different races and you interact with them and you can have lump interests with them and you can form bonds or kill them or whatever. I haven't actually played it. Yeah. But I've seen a lot of stuff on it and like it's apparently has a very good story. It's like Last of Us, also beautiful story. Last of Us Two in particular, I really liked Last of Us Two. Yeah, just- and like, like, look, some of those really good games with stories. It's funny how they become they make movies and TV series out of them. Mm. Just like The Last of Us, I think the TV series is coming out. Yeah. So in yeah. The Walking Dead, well, obviously that was a comic first, so that doesn't count. But like, <laughs> which came first out of Pokemon? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know either. Is it a comic or was it the TV series, the cartoon, or the, maybe it was? I, like, maybe it was an anime stuff? first, anime, and then everything went from there. I'm actually not yeah. sure. I'm not sure. Don't ask questions you can't answer. But yeah, <laughs> and like I think of like Assassin's Creed. That shitty movie came out. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, video really game good. movies is like a whole another another thing. Um, Last of Us 2 really, like, 
I had so many emotions with that game. And again, I don't want to spoil anything with it because I like people should just play it as it is. But it it just or watch like, other people play it if you're like me. Yeah, and or you that. Just can't. But it just puts you in such like like oh, circumstances that you're just so uncomfortable with. But like because you have to make these choices, and oh, it just lots of people hated this game for the way it went. But I absolutely. Mm adored it i was literally at the end of the game like like doing the things that i had to do holding the controller away from my body because i was trying to distance myself from the actions that i was forced to do it was like that sounds cool it's just so evocative um not a game i've played but um people on back pocket mentioned a game called edith finch which is Mm -hmm. like a walking sim is what you would call it I guess, which is kind of like journey. What? So you're you're like on oh, an okay. island and you're this girl and you're walking around and again, you're just like kind of discovering your past through experiencing the world around you and interacting with objects. But it's also, I think the person is, that's got like come mentally stuff in it because it's like, it's not, you're like walking around a beautiful area and then you'll have other bits where you're like playing different kinds of mini, like mini games. I'm doing air quotations with my hands as you can't hear i don't know that much about (laughs) it but again people said that was a really good story i really like um so the only horror games that i play are like until dawn the quarry and all of the um little pictures games which are all done by the same um team and Mm. they're a horror tropey game where it's like you know a bunch of teenagers are out in the woods and they have to survive the night but it's about making choices for them so you can choose what you do to make them survive or not survive basically so you'll have like five to seven characters and you've got to try and keep them alive through the night and the choices you make determine whether they live or die basically i feel like i've watched other people play that it's so good it's so good i love them they're so and they're so scary (laughs) some of them are scary some of them are scary But they're just so much like, fun. The story's really Tomei good in it. Scary though, so. Being part yeah. of a mystery when you're trying to solve like what's happening, like who's the murderer or what's the spooky thing that's happening and, and being a part of that while also trying to keep these people alive and like making decisions like you don't know what's going to happen if like do I pick up this screwdriver now or is it like going to need someone else going to need it? Am I actually going to stab myself with it later in the game? Like, Yeah. Yeah, it's also a really cool storytelling. And the only other games I will talk about are Dating Sims, um, which I think are really interesting. So there's games where, like, the aim is to date someone at the end of it. So it's like, um, oh, what's an example of it? Of one? Um, I've only got Hooked on You in my head, which is like a a Dead by Daylight dating sim because that was the last thing I saw in Back Pocket. Um, I oh, cannot okay. believe Dream that this is a game. Dream Daddies is a game Dream Daddies. where you've moved to a new town and there's a bunch of single dads who have kids. You're a single mother or father. Dad, no, you're a single dad too. I can't remember. And you if move you could see your, the expression on my face right and, now. And you go around and you basically interacting with all these other single dads and you have like conversations and you can go on dates with them and you learn about their lives and their kids and like, and then you can end up picking one that you want to like end up dating or it might not work out. 
I think the storylines in those are really interesting as well because it's like again all of these like lots of choices lots of endings there's so much possibility in the story writing and just learning about characters and you might like one and then you learn something about them that you ends up making you hate them well, and- it gives you the ick yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> oh it's so real life it's just so interesting. oh that's interesting yeah i am um, i made a note about a game that i used to play it's kind of game i feel like we're going to use it as a game um but it's an app um it's called oh god what is it called i think it's zombies run um, and it's like an exercising game. So you're supposed to listen to it. Like you are a character in this game and you go walking and it tracks all running. You're supposed to run, but I walk. Um, <laughs> oh, is I, I have run. But then you, so you are the character and you're, I think you're called Runner 5 and you're like dropped into the zombie apocalypse and you I basically have, have to run between the bases and deliver things. And there's a there's a whole big story line that you basically listen to so they'll give you parts of the story um so you'll do one session and they'll give you parts of the story and as you're walking you're picking up items like you're not picking them up but in the app you're picking them up and it'll be like you found a box of band-aids or you found a tin of baked beans or something like that it's really cool so you can track the stuff as you go along um and then in between those story parts it just plays your music in the background um so that you get like you can do a a good long session because otherwise they'd probably run out of stories but um and then there's two other points to it so like when you get when you're done with your session you end it and you've collected the stuff and you build your base and Mm -hmm. and get all these extra things and you've got this cool little base that you've got to protect from zombies um but also they've got this function where you don't have to have it on but if you have it on it will throw in a random zombie chase and it will just come up at random and you will have to start running at a specific speed to outrun them it's really (laughs) cool and really scary and it'll be like they'll be making all these zombie sounds and it'll be like um like telling you how close they are and stuff like that and it'll just come out of the blue so you'll just be like totaling around the park and then all of a sudden you're like you have to sprint it'll just be for a short period of time but it's really interesting really cool but there's a huge I think there's multiple seasons to it um you do have to buy it but I think it's worth the money it's so interesting and there's a big whole mystery story to it as to like why the zombie apocalypse is happening and um that's cool who the bad guys are and stuff like that I used to be obsessed with it and now I'm obsessed again (laughs) <laughs> my brother-in-law had not it didn't have a story to it but it was like similar it was like a zombie running thing where he'd run and it's like you just hear zombies behind you and like they'll get louder yeah. if they're getting closer so you have to like run faster to make it quieter yeah but I love that there's like yeah a story with base building in like a running app like anything can have a story in it anything it's so creative isn't it yeah it's and just- like it's just kind of like gamifying something awful like running <laughs> <laughs> Gamify all of your mundane tasks and life will just yeah. be good. Storify it, gamify it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, yes. Are there any other games that you had examples of a good story that you liked? I mean, I make really good stories in The Sims. Actually, I haven't <laughs> played it in a while and I got on it the other day and, like, 
that was my day gone. And I'm like, come on. All I did was like design a fantastic house and then two people. And then um, because obviously everybody has to have a massive backstory in mine. Um, That's the best part of The Sims is just like making the characters and building the house. Then you get to play. Yeah, half them the time it's not playing them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My my favorite game of all time is Pokemon Snap. Um, did it have a story? Oh yeah, definitely does. You're like a um oh god, I gotta think of the story now. You're like a rookie photographer that goes out to I've forgotten the name of the um of the grey haired guy um professor that you oak. have to go help the prof yeah professor oak so you go to him and he's in the jungle or something and then he needs your help to go out and get these pictures because of whatever reason i don't know because because you're the only person that can possibly do it and then he gives you like different items as you you go this 10 year old child is the only person yeah. who can possibly take photos of pokemon <laughs> yeah. yes and then he gives you different items and things and yeah like different things that you discover and different Pokemon sort of open up other, you have to interact with things to open up other um, paths and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a story to it, but that's my favorite game of all time. Don't judge me. <laughs> it's beautiful. I love that it's your favorite game. I would love people who are listening to tell us more about other story games that they love. Please. Yeah. Like, best games. Tweet. It's the like story message me or comment on my Instagram and tell me at Laura Catherine author. Just let me know what games you like that have great stories. Let me know what you think about what we've been saying. Um, thanks for listening again for another, this month's episode, another month down. Um, <laughs> we do two episodes a month now. Yeah. That's really exciting. <laughs> Fortnightly episodes are going well. <laughs> we've re this is our second recording <laughs> just tonight. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. We would love if you would subscribe. We would love if you would leave us a review. That would really help us to get more seen. Um, and next time on this mm. podcast, we will be next talking season. about writing programs is our plan. So all things like Scrivener and um, other kind of writing things, Campfire, Tools. we're going to Yep, other writing tools. We're going to look at a bunch each and we're going to talk about them and what we think of them so that other people might be able to find a way to further their own writing. So that is what we are doing next time. Thank you again for listening and we hope 